Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do. With Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting fam. This is Sammy and Michelle. And welcome to the sixth episode of Status Post Adulting, where we're going to be talking about spirituality. Do you think it's bad that our sixth episode is on spirituality? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're going to ignore that. (laughs) We're going to ignore that. It's totally fine. But before we start, let's check in with Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing well. We had a cousin in town this weekend. It was nice to be able to go around and see all the things I love about California, especially since the weather was really nice and it's been a while since I've been here anyway. So it was a good excuse to do those things. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice having people in town sometimes because after living here for a while, sometimes you don't do the typical things like go out to the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff. And we went out this week and it was such a sunny day and it was gorgeous. It wasn't even windy and it was totally clear. And it was just nice to like frolic around by the Golden Gate Bridge and we can do that. So that's fun. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention it's like a good butt workout because I forget how (laughs) hilly it is here. (laughs) Yes, since moving to the suburbs, we've lost our butts. And like Scott Disick says about the Kardashians, if we lose our butts, you'll lose all your money. I'm like, yes, accurate. (laughs) But yeah, so today we're going to be talking about spirituality. And Michelle, why is spirituality so important to you? For me, I think one of the things like as I've grown up and I've been a lot more intentional about the things I believe in and my spiritual practice, it has just brought me so much more peace of mind, presence, and the ability to somewhat see the bigger picture better. I think I've been a lot more focused on my personal purpose. Spirituality and personal growth are actually super tied into each other. What about you, Sammy? Yeah, I mean, I I really like agree with what you said. Spirituality is a lot about being present and thinking about the bigger picture. And when I think about what like a life that lacks spirituality is, it's a life where, you know, you're just so consumed in the material and the physical realm. You know, you're you're buying things, you're focused on moving up in your career or moving up in your job. You kind of lose touch with what is the purpose of your life. So spirituality is a really big thing as far as taking you out of that, seeing the bigger picture, seeing where you fit into your life, and then also realizing how small your life is in the grand scheme of things and just appreciating the present moment, really. Yeah, Sammy, I totally agree with that. I think a common theme that we talk about is how we get sort of caught up on the hamster wheel in this rat race, whether it's about your work or about buying things to keep up with the Jonases. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I know what you're going to <laughs> the Joneses. <laughs> we'll never keep up with the Jonas brothers, you know. <laughs> I don't know why it matters. Both are very common last (laughs) night. (laughs) The thing is, the way our society is now, especially, 
it's not just about your work and like buying things. You're also on social media all the time. We're, you know, targeted by ads 24-7. Things are so like political and dramatic and everything around us is meant to literally make us feel crazy, unsettled, fearful, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that having a spiritual practice, especially when I started to step away from those things, I found myself filling that void with a spiritual practice because it was more about love and kindness and how I can approach the world and think about the world when I'm not being inundated with so much media and all of that stuff. Yeah, Michelle, I completely agree. And I think what people would want to know is maybe a little bit about our spiritual background, because on this podcast, we are going to be talking a lot about different types of spiritual topics. And I think it'd be a good idea to kind of let everyone know how we grew up and how spirituality played a role in our childhood versus becoming adults. So true, Sammy, especially since for us growing up, we were knee deep in Christianity. (laughs) Like I didn't even realize at the time how Catholic our upbringing was. We were altar girls. Mm -hmm. We played instruments in the choir. We volunteered at our church on Mm -hmm. Saturdays. We went to two different churches. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're like memes and stuff that say like, oh, when I say I grew up Catholic, if you know, you know, and that (laughs) that really relates to me because sometimes even when I felt my least religious, I would still catch myself singing songs songs and like (laughs) hymnals i quote the bible randomly for random things (laughs) and i think people are just like wow you really drop this stuff a lot (laughs) no it's true and definitely part of the reason we were so religious is because our parents grew up in a really strict structured religion setting like we said before they're both from india but we're from a part of india where there's actually multiple religions there's christianity there's a lot of hinduism there's a lot of islam like it's It's a place where compared to the rest of India, like multiple religions live together relatively peacefully. And our dad was Catholic Christian and our mom was like an Orthodox Christian. So they both were like very structured. They were both were part of very structured religions and they grew up in that culture. I think culture is such a key thing there, Sammy, too. I think what's true about a lot of Indian people and something that we've sort of carried over here growing up is that religion to me was so much more than just you know this is what the bible says being a christian indian was a huge part of my identity Mm -hmm. and one thing i loved growing up was that we would go to an indian church that was in the language that our parents grew up with not that we understood it (laughs) yeah and it was super long but we also got to you know wear traditional clothing we got to hang out and be with people who were just like us we made lifelong friends with other people that we could just relate to and we had that same experience I think that was true for our parents. Even when they go to India now, <laughs> I remember I was talking to my dad like a couple years ago, catching up with him, and he was like, Oh, yeah, like I went to this funeral. And I was like, Oh, and he's like, Yeah, it was great. You know, they had lunch. We saw people. I was like, Oh, gosh. <laughs> and they always have like parades for saints and stuff. It's literally like the social calendar mm-hmm. is all tied to the religious stuff. Yeah. And if they went to a school with nuns, and so they were deep in it. Um, But at the same time, they grew up in that setting where there were so many different religions. So they also had a fundamental openness towards other religions. 
even if they didn't practice that. A lot of the celebrations, a lot of the holidays where they're from are actually like rooted in Hinduism or other religions and they still celebrate them and they don't really think twice about it. It's just part of the culture. We had a similar feeling to that. You know, we know we were Christian and that's how we were, but at the same time with the understanding that you could grow up in any family and would have been a different religion just depending on where you were born. Yeah, Sammy, I think being different naturally is a part of but then also the metro detroit area is very diverse the city we grew up in was very diverse so we saw a lot of people who came from different places who had different backgrounds and also had different religious beliefs or the same religious belief but manifested itself differently and so i feel like we had a similar openness growing up you know i didn't i never felt a rightness to religion it just felt more like this is what we do and then other people might do other things but i never had a sense of right or wrong when it came to what your religion was yeah definitely but with that said i think we both also appreciated that religion has many sides to it and especially with christianity you know there is a huge history of christianity being used to colonize people discriminate like segregate groups of people you know genocide genocide you using scriptures to divide people all of those things we definitely appreciated were part of christianity and i would say like for me at least even you know in my late teens early 20s seeing that kind of turned me away from religion a little bit because you just see all the politics and you're like this is supposed to be a structure of love and it's causing so much hate yeah i mean we see it so much religion being used as a weapon to divide people and used for hate and i think whenever i hear that message or i heard that message growing up it didn't resonate with me at all and it it does make you sort of question like if this is what people are saying is what you know in our case the bible is saying is that what i believe because that's not what i don't necessarily think that about the people that are around me so sammy that makes me think what changed because i think we view spirituality religion all of that very differently than when we did 10 years ago yeah definitely michelle i would say once i went to college i pretty much was pretty agnostic atheist kind of vibes and i just i was kind of sick of all the politics and i definitely saw all the hateful things about the religion that we grew up with so i had come away from any type of spirituality for a while but then my sophomore year of college there was a period of time where i went into a depression i mean it was brief like a month and a half long but definitely depressed state and it was interesting to me because there was nothing going on in my life that would have made me feel depressed certainly i wouldn't have picked that time period of my life to have been a time period where i would have experienced depression compared to other parts of my life but that's just how I was feeling. Yeah. I mean, a good thing there to point out too is like depression doesn't discriminate or doesn't necessarily have to be a sad point of your life that you feel that way. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, now looking back, I know why. I'm like, it's because I was not sleeping at all. (laughs) I was like partying, I was studying and not getting enough sleep was probably the number one reason I went into depression then. The main thing I noticed with having this depressed mood is that my thoughts had become so negative. I'm usually someone who has very positive thoughts. And I remember one morning I woke up and, you know, morning is usually my favorite time of the day. Understatement. (laughs) And I remember I was like thinking of all the things I have to get done. And this voice came in and was like, you're not going to get any of those things done. You never get any of those things done. And it kind of, you know, went into like fatalistic, like, oh, if you never get anything done, like, how are you going to accomplish your goals? It went into those kind of like thoughts. 
And I thought it was so strange because I immediately recognized it as not my typical kind of thought. And I had this separation between me as a being versus the thoughts that come in versus before I just always thought my thoughts were part of me. And I ended up reading this book called Happiness by Matthew Ricard. And he was a scientist, a pretty like well-renowned scientist who became a Buddhist monk. And in the book, he talks a lot about the Buddhist principles and the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism. The Four Noble Truths are that one, suffering exists. Two, suffering is caused by attachment. Three, if you get rid of attachment, you can get rid of suffering. And then four, that there's this eightfold path to get rid of suffering. That really resonated with me because this idea that attachment, you know, either attachment to the present moment and wanting it to be different than it is now or attachment to wanting things to stay the same, that attachment is what leads to a majority of our suffering. And being able to see that, that immediately lifted my mood a little bit. And I ended up getting into meditation and mindfulness. So I started to become really aware of the different thoughts I was having and really aware of the present moment. And I just, through the meditation and mindfulness, I learned how to just recognize my thoughts without being so consumed with them and how to be happy in the present moment. And after a month and a half, I got over the depressed mood feeling that I was having. But those tools, the mindfulness and the meditation, like those stayed with me for life. I still try to meditate every single day. They just became like a huge part of my spiritual practice. And when Sammy says she's into meditation now, <laughs> like when she visited me the first time in San Francisco, <laughs> we ran into a Buddhist teacher. Yeah. I don't even know. Like someone Sammy listened to on a podcast or something and she fangirled so hard. <laughs> like first off, could barely handle herself in the Indian restaurant that we were in. And like, I was like, go, go talk to her. Like a parent at like Disney World or something. <laughs> and yeah, she, one Sammy was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see you. And then you, then you were like, I, I wanted to go to your event, but I saw that you didn't have any. And then she it turned out was holding an event, and apparently she didn't think you were a stalker, and she let you know about it. Yeah, but it was yeah, pretty Sammy's funny. Pretty into it. I w- we went to that event, and I was literally like, Michelle was laughing at me because I was like laughing at everything she said. I just I was obsessed. But no matter where I live, in Grand Rapids, Tennessee, South Carolina, I would find a meditation group, and these places are not easy places to find meditation groups, and I would join them. And I just, I really enjoyed that. Like, I really enjoyed the Buddhist practice. And Michelle, I kind of feel like you had like a similar stepping away from religion and then moving back towards spirituality. Yeah, I think for me, growing up Christian, being Indian, when I was like younger and I was like dating people, I dated people both who were, you know, as close as you could get to the same and then people of different religions. And honestly, at the time, I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. I I just had it on a back burner. And I sort of realized after one of my relationships that we never talked about it. We never really thought about how we feel, whether it lines up. Really, the bigger thing for me there was I realized that I didn't actually know what was important to me. You know, when it comes to like dating and raising kids, like what would be important to me? We also had a lot of, unfortunately, like people passing away in our family. And so in, you know, India and different countries. And so I would go to church when that happened. And I think in those moments, I felt the opportunity to sort of meditate and have some gratitude. And it made me realize that one, I really appreciate having that time and opportunity. And two, that I need to figure out what is important to me because the same thing as we've been saying, it's like you need to be intentional. And so it's something that I can articulate to other people and also something I can do to expand 
expand my practice. I'll say a part of that too. I think that when I moved to Austin and then the pandemic happened, I sort of fully <laughs> came into my full spiritual self. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Sammy was making fun of me once. <laughs> yeah, I, I called Michelle and she was wearing this oversized cardigan and she had like her tarot cards and was sipping tea. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> this little tiny psychic sister of mine. <laughs> yes, I started to realize that there were certain things that I really appreciate from what we've done as we've grown up. There are things that I don't agree with and I have come to peace with what that looks like. And then there are a lot of things I think with astrology, manifestation, meditation, I've come to appreciate the different tools and learnings that come from other religions and other spiritual practices. Yeah, I completely agree. When we were younger, you know, religion brought a lot of structure. And then I think there was a point in time where I was fixated on knowing what's the truth as far as religion goes. And then there was a period of acceptance and just we're going to live this whole life and we're probably not going to know what the truth is. So what spirituality brings is the ability, the reminder to get in touch with certain things. And we kind of broke down those things into four main categories. It's a reminder to get in touch with love, gratitude, presence, and faith. As far as truth, we'll never know the truth. But these four things, I think, are the most important and the most relevant things about spirituality in most people's lives today. Yeah, I think, Sammy, when it comes to love, gratitude, presence, and faith, in our conversations, have identified that as sort of the pillars of spirituality. And I think to your point, Sammy, too, like if the goal is to be right— let us know when you're dead, right? <laughs> we're, we're never going to know the truth. Even when you do, you know, you might be reincarnated and then you don't know the truth again. Like <laughs> the whole point is not to figure out what the best way is, at least not to us. And I think for us, it's more about how can we make our time on this planet one filled with love and kindness. And I think that if you have love to people, if you see yourself in everybody and you can appreciate and be compassionate to everybody, that's definitely one big pillar. Mm-hmm. I think gratitude for me has become such an important practice. No matter what's going on in my situation, if I'm thankful first, I I feel joy, peace in my heart knowing that there are so many blessings I have in my life. And I think that practice is one that brings so much positive energy as well. Yeah. And then with presence, that's like what I talked about with my meditation and mindfulness, but also like anytime you do an activity where you're just fully present, um, I think that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, the human life form is that you get to be fully engaged in the here and now. And in reality, you know, any regrets about the past or any anxiety about the future, those things don't exist. They're parts of your mind but they're not part of the reality of the present moment and then sammy faith is you know what i heard you talking to our mom about too just yesterday yeah and i would say our parents they have a lot of faith and me and michelle were talking about this and we're like if you grew up like they did and then you ended up being in the situation that they are in now where they have like so many things that i think they wouldn't have even imagined being possible for them i think you do have like a fundamental sense of faith and also you know their faith their belief is also a carry them through so much of their hard times too. When me and my mom were talking about faith, one thing we were talking about is how faith and the belief that everything will work out, everything will be okay, and that whatever is happening to you right now is exactly what's supposed to be happening to you, that belief kind of allows you to take risk too. You know, when you don't have faith, you're kind of fear-driven and you stay in situations because of fear. But when you have faith, you are more open to risk and that allows you to grow your life and expand your life more. 
Yeah, Sammy, I think that's so related to purpose as well. You know, something that I was listening to Oprah's podcast recently, and um, they were saying how everyone has purpose in life. Every single person has a purpose. I think having faith and the confidence to take risks are so tied to purpose because once you get where you've gotten, you're not done. There's still so much more that you can achieve in your life. There's so much more than God, spirit, whatever it is, has planned for you. And our minds are so limited. You know, sometimes we only can dream as big as what we've seen or, you know, can only dream as big as what we've, you know, experienced in our family. And sometimes you have to have faith. Like, I I can do more. I can take risks. And things might not work out the way I expect them to, but they also might turn out to be so much more than I expected as well. And every day we live on this planet, we have an opportunity to achieve a greater purpose. Yeah, Michelle, a good point about what you're talking about right now is that faith, presence, gratitude, love, those four things, you know, they don't necessarily require a belief in a God, a belief in anything outside of the facts that we know. Whatever form of spirituality resonates with you, whether that's a super theistic religion or atheism or, you know, an agnostic point of view, whatever resonates with you is completely fine. And spirituality is about bringing in more love, gratitude, presence, faith, more of that into your life. Yeah. And Amy, I think we both would agree that if Oprah becomes Pope, <laughs> that <Oprah>? would, <laughs> if we get Popra, um, <laughs> then we, we would tie everything we want together. But until then, <laughs> we're going to have to sort of define that for ourselves. Yeah, Michelle. So I hope you guys all enjoy today's podcast. We just want to share a little bit of our story and our journey with spirituality. And since it's going to be a big topic on this podcast, we want to let you guys know where we're coming from. We're going to be sharing different tools for spirituality, different levers that you can use to get in touch with love, gratitude, presence, and faith in your own life. And we hope you found this background on us helpful. And we look forward to having that journey with you. Yes. And today, in the spirit of gratitude, Sammy and I did want to give a quick shout out and thank you to anybody who's left us a review on Apple Podcast today. So thanks so much to Aaron, Josina, Gina, Sub023, Martha and Michael, Sophie, Emma, Bella, Robin, Amy, Nikki, Sabina, and Suhela. It was so nice to read all the beautiful things you all had to say. And we do appreciate everyone who's given us positive feedback, text, verbally, sent us emails, etc. Like we really enjoyed it and it's meant so much to us. So thank you guys so much. Wow, so much love from our Pisces. Happy birthday to Ben, Robin, Emma, Bella, and most importantly, our CMO, Chief Mom Officer, our mom. Happy birthday, mom. We love you. Love you, mom. We've also heard and seen people have been sharing our podcast. If you do share it on Instagram, feel free to tag us at status post adulting. Also follow our Instagram page. We share podcast quotes from different podcasts, books, etc. that we are listening to. And we obviously also let you know when our new episodes are coming out. So feel free to shoot us an email with any questions or topics or comments. Status post adulting at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Status Post Adulting. Join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.